0: On this week's episode of Winning Streaks, I brought on a special guest to help me share my fitness and health transformation journey that has gotten me into the best shape of my life. That special guest is Sam Johnston, who is the founder of the Alpha Body System, a company and program designed to help men create unshakable confidence, shed belly fat, and build lean muscle. Sam not only helped me lose 15 pounds in 90 days, he also helped me shift my mindset to a point where I feel more confident than ever when it comes to reaching my goals and how I carry myself day to day. And if you stay till the end of today's episode, Sam is providing an exclusive offer for listeners of Winning Streaks for his March 1st cohort of the APPS program. Be sure to stick around for that if you're interested in becoming your best self and looking damn good while doing it. Sam knows how to win. Let's find out how he does it. Welcome to Winning Streaks. I'm your host Tanvir Mustafa, and every week I get deep into the stories and strategies of experts, champions, business moguls, and industry leaders to find out how you can win the day and win at life. If you're committed to never settling for the status quo and consistently challenging yourself to new heights, then this is the show for you. In return, I commit to bringing you insightful, practical, and no BS conversations that will help you create your next big win. Sam Johnston, uh, so, so excited to, to have you on winning streaks. This has probably been a long time coming, uh, you know, for those listening, uh, I met Sam at Salesforce, which is a company that we both work for. Um, and you know, honestly for, for years now, man, I've been, I've been learning a lot from you. Um, and I've always, you know, respected you and admired you from afar. And, um, like I said, this, this podcast has been a long time coming because I wanted to have you, you, uh. Well before you know we're recording this, uh, but now for for one very particular reason I'm having you on at this point, and I'm and I'm glad we we certainly waited. Um, so appreciate you having you on, man, and and uh, really excited to record record this uh, episode today.
1: Of course, man, I'm pumped to be here, and I can't agree with you more in in terms of this podcast being a long time coming. Um, you were actually a huge inspiration for the podcast that my partner and I, Claire, started about a year ago, the Unnormal Show. And I think ever since we met uh, at, the, at Salesforce, like you talked about, we've been going back and forth on uh, nutrition habits, workout plans, mental tactics for personal development. And I really feel like we're finally, this has been in the works for a long time, so it's fun to make it happen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the reasons, man, that, that I was so drawn uh, to you as a person and as a personality was... I noticed that you saw things differently like you you definitely don't necessarily see things the conventional way and you're mm-hmm. constantly sort of pushing the limits of what we believe to be you know how you should train or how you should eat or how you should sleep like etc cetera, etc cetera, like so many different things and you know i'm always drawn to ideas or um you know, just different things like that, that that challenge the conventional norm. So I guess, you know, I'll ask you, like, what, what do you feel you believe in that is different from what uh, the average or the norm belief is around, um, you know, fitness, nutrition, some of these items?
1: Yeah, like I, what you said really resonates with me. And I think you're absolutely right. I think that the stuff that is really Worth experiencing and really worth knowing is found on the periphery everywhere. And you really have to kind of dig into those more esoteric, uncommon, unconventional parts of life to get the stuff that can make a big impact or the things that can get you an unusual ROI in terms of the amount of effort and reward you put in or that you get from them. Um, I think for me, a belief that I hold deeply that isn't the norm right now is that your wellness, your health, how you relate to your body on a daily basis shouldn't be, uh, if I have time for it or if everything else goes well, then I'll do it. I think your relationship with your body, your relationship to your mind, and really your relationship to this vehicle that you walk around and live life in should take priority every day and i think it's really important to whether it's through movement whether it's through nutrition whether it's through breath work meditation hypnosis whatever the the modality you're using is i think it's really important to check those boxes on a daily basis every day so that you can continue to live as powerfully as possible in all areas of life without having to sacrifice here and there
0: yeah. And you really have helped me shift my mindset towards that direction. And um, the reason that we're recording this this podcast today, the reason we're recording this episode today is because essentially over the course of the past 90 days, so from uh, November 1st, straight mm-hmm. through January 31st, um, I've been a part of your program, which is called the Alpha Body System. Um, you know, this company that you've, that you've started and I've never had such transformational change in my life, whether that be, you know, physical change, physical transformation, um, which you can find on my Instagram at this man underscore Tanveer, if you haven't seen it already. Go check him. <laughs> um, physical transformation, but also mental transformation and. um you know, I don't even know if this is a word, but soulful trans transformation. Like I feel like I've improved in all areas of my life and I'm coming to my relationships, my um, career, my health in, in a much more ef- effective and efficient way. Mm-hmm. And i that's incredible, remember- by the way,
1: <laughs> that's incredible. And I, I want to acknowledge the effort that you put in over the 90 day period that we worked together. And when you came to me, I promised you it was going to be something than just something a lot more than just physical transformation and physical improvement. So the fact that you've felt that shift and you've seen those results in the other areas of your life is massive. So great work. I appreciate it,
0: man. Um, and honestly, like whenever I, so we, we went to the same gym as well, and I, I'd see you in the gym and I'd see you doing these like really crazy things um, that I was like, damn, I want to be able to do that. Um obviously if you've if you've um if you've ever seen Sam or if you haven't also go check out his check out his uh Instagram at the real uh Sejo S-A-J-O. Um this guy is as yoked, as jacked as as anyone could possibly get. Uh so you know, I was like, man, that's crazy, but it wasn't just that, you know, it was also about the way that you led your life, the way that you sort of maintained um this calm sense about you emotionally during work, and we we both worked in sales. I you know I'm working in sales. You're, you work in sales, um, and you know the way you sort of maintain this this aura of coming confidently and um, courageously to everything you do was something that I very much admired and respected. And so when you announced that you were you know launching this company and that you created the Alpha Body System. I said, you know what? Let me let me let me hear what he has to say. Let me jump on a call with this guy and and see what this is all about. So, in the interest of me wanting to sort of recall that back mm-hmm. and see sort of how far we've come over this ninety day period, do you remember what was said on that call? Do you remember what we you know
1: went through? Hell yeah, I remember. You told me that. You wanted to be in the best shape of your life by your birthday. That was your top priority. And you told me that this was something that you'd been thinking about for a while. Originally, you wanted to make 2020 that year for you. But with COVID, it, the timeline got pushed back a bit. And you said, enough was enough. Let's fucking do this. Or am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes, let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's do this. Um, and yeah, dude. I was, I was so happy to have you a part of the family. I was so happy to play a role in your transformation physically, but also your development mentally and spiritually. And I'm forever grateful for you putting your trust in me. And I'm, I'm really proud of the results you got for yourself. Thank you. And uh,
0: I'm very proud of it too. Uh, obviously, and I'm glad I, I learned a lot of lessons, which we'll talk about on today's episode Absolutely. that uh, you know listeners can use. Um, I will continue to use throughout you know my life. Um, but I, I can still remember the one line that you told me that really sold me on the program. And you repeated a few times throughout the entire program when I was struggling and um, you know, uh, having a hard time sort of buying in, which was, your body is the vessel that you carry with yourself. It's the only thing that you carry with yourself from the day that you're born till the day that you die. Mm. So why is that not your number one priority? Right. And you know, that stuck with me, that hit me hard, like a ton of bricks. And from then on, you know, I haven't forgotten that and I don't think I ever will. And I share it with my friends. Um, I share it with, with individuals when I'm talking with them because that, that in itself is, is so extremely powerful. Um, and it served as a, as a real foundation. Um, for me to have the the transformation that I have. Now, with that being said, this episode is all about sort of recounting the different things that we did to ultimately help me achieve that transformation and, you know, talk about the principles that can help everyone listening to this podcast, uh, you know, potentially experience a similar transformation. And if you stick till the end of the episode, we have a very exclusive offer for you available that, uh, Sam has graciously provided to listeners only of this podcast. And so if you stick till the end, we'll, we'll announce that exclusive offer for you guys. Um, which I would, which I would definitely, um, stay around to, to listen to, but with that being said, um, let's break, break down sort of the different categories, Sam, that, um, you know, we broke down for this transformation for the past 90 days. So um, I'd actually, you know, what do you believe were the different categories that we sort of covered during that time?
1: So the main pillars that we focus on in Alpha Body System are nutrition, exercise and mobility, and mindset, okay? So those are the three big concrete pillars that we tackle. But within that, we create the environment necessary to not only guarantee that you'll be in the best shape of your life physically, but more importantly, we give you the toolkit and knowledge to show up powerfully everywhere. So not only do we want you to, do we want you looking great, but we want you sleeping amazingly. We want to ensure that your breathing throughout the day is good. We look at meditation hypnosis, cold exposure. So all of these different areas that have a massive effect on your moment by moment quality of life, we take a deep dive into. So I'd be curious to hear Tanvir, you know, when most people think about a fitness program, you know, the, the nutrition and the exercise, those are table stakes, right? But what surprised you the most, where you saw an unusual ROI From
0: so full transparency before we started the program, right? I wanted to do it because it was you and I respected it and admired me you and I knew that you knew what it took to to get me the physical transformation that I needed. However, when it came to meditation, uh, you know, hypnosis, um, you know, affirmations and all of that stuff, like prior to the program, I honestly thought all of that was bullshit, like no word of a lie. After the program, I like follow that a a number of those items, like religiously now, Mm -hmm. Um, taking at least a minute in the morning for gratitude, Um, taking, I don't know if you've heard of the miracle morning, but no, tell me about it. So um, this man, I think Alan something, I can't remember his name, but he got into a car crash at 20 years old. Um, He died, you know, uh, certified died on the, on the table Um, somehow was able to quote unquote, come back to life. And this, this is documented. This is not some hoopla, you know, mm-hmm. woo woo stuff. Like it's real. Uh, and then later in his life, he got leukemia. Anyway, all this to say along the way, he came up with this process that as long as you um, create a successful morning, mm. that can really empower all areas of your life. So he has a, an acronym that makes it very easy to remember. It's called SAVERS. So even if you take six minutes in the morning, the acronym is silence. So for the first minute, you're, you're just silent. You're taking the opportunity to sort of um, meditate, ask yourself what you're grateful for, etc. Mm-hmm. The second is so the A is affirmations. So, you know, having your affirmations. Um, one thing that, that I always say is, you know, I'm strong. I can, I am blessed. I can do anything, uh, is one of the, one of the ones that I like to refer back to, uh, V, which is something that we practice very much in the program, which was visualization. Mm -hmm. So visualize what it is that you want to accomplish. Visualize the physique that you're shooting for. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's another one E is exercise. So find a way to exercise. Even if it's for one minute in the morning, if you're doing like push-ups or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. um, R is reading so take a moment to read i do i read the daily stoic uh every morning oh, as much as i can book. yep it's a short read like every every day is just a minute long or less mm-hmm. uh and then the last s is scribing so uh you know writing down journaling something of some sorts when it comes to what you're planning to do through what you're planning to accomplish that day maybe it's your top three things maybe it's uh, a brain dump something of the sorts right but as you can tell, you know, a lot of that relates back to the principles that you had in your program. Yeah. Um, and now I, I have a much more stronger belief in it. And back to your question, like in terms of the areas of ROI that I, that I felt, mm-hmm. I walked around more hap- like happier. Mm-hmm. I walked around feeling more fulfilled. I walked around, um, with more confidence, um, even I could even, you know, feel it in my sales calls. Like I would, I would be talking to clients and, you know, uh, you know how crazy January gets at Salesforce. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. And I felt myself coming to those calls so much more ready and prepared um, and confident to speak with these like CEOs and C-level executives um, because of some of the things we practiced in the program. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, all the mindset work that we did, I think was, you know, like the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of your results come from 20% of, of your efforts. Right. The, I think that very much applies here. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think the the biggest impact I actually got from the program was not the physical transformation. Um, I think that was just, you know, a small piece of it. I think actually mm-hmm. the, the mental transformation that I went through was probably the more more effective at the end of the day, because I can already feel it even after the program's been over. Mm-hmm. But like I'm getting more accomplished during my days. I'm like when it comes to my goals, like I'm so much more clear on how to get to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it, man. But um yeah,
1: that would be my that would be my take on that. I think the way you said that was perfect. Cause what I tell my clients and my prospective clients is you getting in the best shape of your life is simply a byproduct of what we're going to be doing together. We're going to be giving you the tools to show up as your most powerful self everywhere. Right? And it really sounds like that's what you're describing. Yeah, I mean
0: the, even the phys, even a physical transformation or a fitness routine, like it's no it's no secret that you mm-hmm. need the motivation, quote unquote, to get it done. Yeah, But this wasn't about motivation to me. Like the, the principles that you sort of taught and the sort of, uh, mind strengthening exercises that we went through. It's, I don't have to do a workout or I don't do a workout now because I'm motivated. I do a workout because I can link it back to my goals and I can link it back Mm. to, um, what I want to experience, uh, in my life like it's it's not motivation I don't even know how to I don't even know how to put it but it's not motivation it's it's more so just like it's identity yeah it's 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 become a part of who I am mm-hmm. as opposed to something that I need to do
1: right yeah and that's I'd love to play off that and just kind of talk about how that's the work that we're really focusing on we're playing the game at the level of identity and you know you had you had some nice things to say about um, my physique when we first started this interview, right? Yeah. One thing I can guarantee you is that I'm gonna look the exact same 20 years from now, right? Simply because my identity is crafted around the kind of person who makes physical exercise a priority. I don't need to rely on motivation. I don't need to rely on um, if I feel like it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just simply it's a part of the fabric of who I am, and I think that if you talk to high performers in any field, they're going to say the same thing. It's simply the character they've created for themselves in this game of life. Right. Right. And I think it's really powerful to acknowledge that frame of like, wow, you can really choose what kind of character you want to play in this, in this game, in this movie. And I think, you know, at the beginning of the the call, you asked me what's a belief that that I have that is like unpopular, or a belief that's contrary to like the common narrative. And I think that a lot of people view themselves through this fixed lens of like, oh, this is the way I am, right? Like, oh, I'm a, I'm, I just love my junk food. That's just who I am, right? But all we're doing when we say that's who we are is we're saying that in a snapshot in time and we're thinking through our memories and pointing to evidence that supports that belief about ourselves, right? Limiting limiting beliefs like these limiting are, beliefs yeah. absolutely when just as easily you could adopt the belief of like oh I'm someone that thrives in discomfort and start to look for evidence of that in your life to support that belief and I always like man I, I love having this conversation around around beliefs because my take on it is be, like I beliefs beliefs aren't real things right? They're just thought patterns that get created in your brain through electrical currents connecting neuron to neuron and then we have this thing called a belief but it's not a real thing in the world. Like you can't can't give me like two pounds of your belief or you can't give me a gallon of belief. It's not a real thing. My belief, like I, I could create the belief of I'm a lazy person, okay? And I can look back in my life and I can think of many times that I can point to and be like, oh yeah, that was pretty lazy. That was pretty lazy. Or I can have the belief of I'm an energetic, uh, I'm an energetic hard worker and I can go through my memory and I can point to different times in my life that support that belief. So my follow-up question to that is, Okay, knowing that neither of those beliefs are really real or true, which one is more effective for you to believe? And I always take the position of Beliefs, identity. Choose the ones that are most effective to get you the result that you want to create in your life. Right, right. It's like that. It's like that old adage. Um, you know,
0: we are what we choose to believe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's like so critical. It was so critical to getting you know myself where I wanted to get to. Even yesterday, like I was doing push-ups. And I knew I wanted to get in, like out a few more. So I just told myself that I could, that I could do it, you know, versus telling myself like in my head, I I could, I could hear the mental noise of damn, like I'm going to have to give up soon. Like I'm going to have to, you know, I'm just going to have to, to tire out. But then instead I started telling myself, you know what? No, you can hold out. Like you can keep going. And like that changed the way that, or the results that I was able to get, Mm -hmm. albeit maybe by like a push up or two, but changes completely when you decide something different than what you think.
1: Right. Um, or even, or even asking yourself the question, what would it be like if, right, what would it feel like if I could do five more pushups? What would it feel like if I wasn't nervous in this situation? What would it feel like if I was truly self-confident in this situation? And yeah. just asking yourself that question can be a really strong pivot to you taking the necessary steps forward to get the result you want.
0: I couldn't agree more. And, um, you know, that we've applied that, we applied that through all areas of the the program. But with that, you know, being said, let's sort of break down the the individual pillars. So let's start, let's start with the physical, let's start with the exercise, the fitness. Um, how did you go about designing the the programming? Um, And what are sort of some of the critical components,
1: um, that we carried out for my, for my program, uh, in regards to fitness. For sure. So we give our clients the option first of uh, a four day split or a five day split. Cause we want to make sure that in terms of frequency from our experience, the clients that have the higher frequency in terms of how many days per week they're working out, the quicker the results come, uh, off of that with. Covid, it's a bit interesting right now because we have to make accommodations for people with at-home workouts. You experienced that with your gym closing down halfway through, and we want to make sure that we're delivering a customized approach that really fits the environment that our clients have available to them today. Um, other than that, we really want to make sure that we are having a really good whole round, like. Uh, overall body focus, we want to develop all areas of your body, we want to make sure that you're getting stronger, we want to make sure you're getting leaner. And the unique thing, too, that I think separates us from a lot of other training programs out there is that we have a really high emphasis on mobility, too. As someone who sits in a corporate job, you know that if you don't have a dedicated mobility practice throughout the week, You'll turn into a, a desk creature with a rounded back and tight shoulders. And look, we can get you doing all the workouts you want. We'll get you your six pack. We'll get you your biceps. But if you're in pain all day, what's the point in any of that? So yes. a really strong emphasis on mobility, uh, while we're also helping you build that lean defined physique that you got to experience. For sure. And I, and I, do,
0: I do have to, again, be honest. Um, I think that's probably the mobility is probably the area that I most neglected. The course of the program like at the beginning it was one of those things you know I was doing it I was doing it but then I just it, it's one of those things where with mobility it's it's tougher to see the results as quickly. Yeah, so not sexy. yeah, it's not no sexy. one gets excited about doing 20 minutes of mobility work. Exactly. so that is now with that being said, that is a, a priority for me going forward um, and I'll definitely be you know picking your
1: brain about that. but and you reached um, out to me, you're like you're like Seijo, my back hurts I'm like tanveer. You In know, your mobility okay. work, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. I mean, it helped certainly. Yeah. Like, I,
0: there were times where I couldn't finish workouts because of that back pain that I was experiencing, um, or that hip pain that I was experiencing, or that hip, hip, those hip limitations. But as soon as I started doing some of those stretches, either before my workouts or after my workouts, the pain mm-hmm. was. like I could finish. I could actually finish a workout, which yeah. you know, I was like thank God. Um, and just a correction, Sam. Um, I was at like my ho- like I was a home gym for like a makeshift home gym with some like itty bitty dumbbells um, for like the first two weeks of the program. When I came back to Toronto, literally the day after I got back to Toronto, the gyms closed down.
1: Man, so, I felt so bad for you when that happened.
0: Yeah, I was I was really not because I Talk was like a, I a hurdle. I know, I know. I came back. I was like, man, my condo gym's gonna be open. I'll have the space. Like, get it done. It's not, so then all I had was some resistance bands basically and a yoga mat and some skipping rope. Thank God, because I love skipping. Um, But Sam, one thing I want to ask in particular in regards to you is you really have a strong emphasis on strength. Mm -hmm. So that's something you very much not only specialize in, you're you're a freaking beast. You can lift God knows how many pounds, but it's a lot. Um, And whether someone is, uh, leaning down or putting on muscle, it seems to me that that's something you've incorporated into the program. Um, is, there, is there a particular reason that you have a strong focus on, on strength?
1: Yeah, the reason why I think strength is a priority is because for me, it's not enough just to have a body that looks good. I want your body to be able to do the things that you want it to do. I want your body to last you. I want your body to be this thing that you're excited to wake up in and that does the job that you ask of it. So can you do sit-ups all day? Can you do push-ups all day and get physical results? Sure, absolutely you can. But will you get the same results or same ROI from having a really well-programmed either dumbbell or barbell program? Never. No. In my belief, no. Um, And again, I'm not, I'm not uh, poo-pooing calisthenics or whatever. Like those guys are beasts. They're very impressive. Um, But when it comes to developing uh, raw strength, being able to use the equipment you have available to you through um, dumbbells, barbells, I think that those tools are, are really great for helping you build strength while also building lean muscle tissue at the same time. Right.
0: And uh, that brings me back to probably one of the funniest moments we had throughout the program which was when we were doing one of our weekly calls, you were like, look, guys, if you want to lose fat, all you need to get up, do is like get up. And you started like flapping your arms. Yeah. And you're like, you'll lose fat. Just do just that. Yeah,
1: you just got to do, do cardio like this for two hours a day.
0: Exactly. And you'll lose fat. And you're not
1: wrong. Like, you know, you're going to burn calories. You're going to be in a yeah, deficit. That's a, like, I, that's actually not a joke. Like mm-hmm. people often think about running as this like magic thing. Like, oh, I'm going to go for a run because I hear running's good for me. Um, but like you're all you're doing is you're getting your heart to work hard to pump blood throughout your body. So like, if you can't go for a run, just like flap your wings for for uh 30 minutes, or you know, you like to skip. Imagine you have a skipping rope, even if you don't have one. You as long as you're just moving your body. I actually find a really nice thing uh, that I like to do and that I like to prescribe my clients is doing uh, low impact cardio while only breathing through their nose. So what effectively happens there is you don't have to put your joints through as much strain to get the stimulus on your cardiovascular system that would create the the benefit that you're looking to get from it. So if you only breathe through your nose and do lunges, jumping jacks, maybe some push-ups – you'll elevate your heart rate very, very quickly. So if you can stay in that, that zone where you're, you're not, you're not killing yourself, it's you're not going crazy. But you're at like 100 and 135 145 beats per minute, that can be a really nice way, especially now with COVID, if you're confined to your condo to get a really good cardio workout in.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, any sort of, and I find cardio can be fun as well. Like for me, skipping, using mm-hmm. an option, like, for me, and I told you this at the beginning on our first call, I was like, dude, like, I need to find a way to make this process fun. Because if it's just, uh, if it's just me picking up weights, mm-hmm. and like swinging them around, or whatever, like, I will get bored. And that's what has always made any sort of program unsustainable for me in the past, because it's just it feels like the same thing over and over again. Right. But in doing this program, I realized that the most effective results come from a balance between both. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I might be doing a similar workout each week, but I'm obviously trying to progress in my results, whether it's volume, whether it's, you know, intensity, uh, intensity, exactly. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, you know, on my off days, maybe I mix in some sort of fun workout, even if it's just, if it's um, skipping, I remember at the beginning of the program, um, like I was pretty poor from a cardiovascular um, perspective. So I would just try and get 10,000 10, steps in per day. Mm -hmm. on on my off days and i i don't know if you feel the same way but you know in my opinion walking is one of the most underrated exercises out there i've said this so many times yeah like it it changes the game because in that time like you will burn burn quite a few calories and like you can you know consume a podcast like winning streaks um, you know absorb an audiobook like it's just a really good in my opinion therapeutic thing as well
1: yeah. And I think, I think yeah. too, breaking up your environment and getting out of your condo, getting away from your screen and just being out in the city or nature is a really good way to, to stimulate your body, stimulate your mind and, and be a good energy source for you.
0: Yeah. Especially during a worldwide pandemic. So
1: absolutely,
0: um, getting that fresher is important. Um, now let's, let's also talk about the coveted six pack, because that is one of the things that I told you on our first call. um, And I almost felt guilty to, to tell you that, but you were like, dude, it's not
1: like, well, I think what you said was like, you were like, it's not wrong to want that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, let's, let's talk about that for a sec. Cause I think that I can, I can hit a vein here. Um, you know, I never think that any, like, I think fat shaming is horrible. I think, I think shaming anybody for, um, How they look in any scenario is is not behavior that anyone should take part in. I think it's evil. But we've almost gone so far in one direction with this body positivity thing that people are afraid to say, like, look, I want to get ripped. Look, I want a six-pack. Look, I want this, I want that. And my message is, in the same way that we should applaud people for how they choose to look, we shouldn't be making people feel bad for wanting to – improve their physique, get stronger, get leaner. Um, And I I often find that in my, in my calls, people are like, like my, my intro calls for, for alpha body system. I'll be asking them what their goals are. And they'll say like, well, I definitely want to lean out. I want to lean out, but like, but like, it's not like I need a six pack. And I'm like, well, why, why wouldn't you want one of those? Like that seems like a great thing to have. You don't want one. And they're like, well, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess I want one, but it's, I don't know. I think as a culture, we've been conditioned to like, think it's too vain or something to say that I want this aesthetic result, which I fully support in terms of people really going forward if that's what they want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, look, let's get, let's dive deeper into that, man. Like, what are you, what are your thoughts on obviously, you know, body, body positivity, I, I feel is important. Mm-hmm. Let me preface this by saying that. I'm sure,
1: I agree. I agree with that. But, but <laughs> and, and, exactly. <laughs> and,
0: um, I do feel that there is a problem with combining the concept of body positivity with health. You know, if, if, if you're,
1: if you feel positive about your body, you should, you should. Definitely. And you know what, let me, let me stop you there and say, I think you should have immense gratitude for your body at all times. Absolutely. Because that's what's affording you this experience. You know, this conversation we're having on your podcast, we're able to have because of our bodies. Yeah. Whoever's listening to this, your your ears are interpreting this data that's coming through your earbud like your body is is this incredible machine that's allowing you to have the sensory experience right and that was that was me before the program actually
0: like i've I've been practicing gratitude for quite a while now Mm -hmm. and that was me even before we started the program and i'm like i'm great you know every day like i'm grateful for my two hands i'm grateful for my two eyes like i'm grateful for this vessel that i'm allowed to have each and every day Mm -hmm. however that does not mean i'm satisfied like that doesn't mean that I can't improve and get myself to a point where um, I'm healthier, um, you know, and better in just like body, mind, and soul. And I think, I think some people potentially get that confused. You know, they 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 may potentially get body positivity and body health intertwined. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I think that's that's a detriment to yeah some of the messaging out there.
1: Dude, I, I could not agree with you more on this point and like i don't know if we're going to get canceled after this podcast for, for talking about this but yeah like look fat shaming is evil and so is pretending that obesity isn't a health issue
0: well said perfect you're, right? you're yeah yeah i can't i couldn't have put it better
1: so yeah, like I I fully, I want people to instill that intense, intense moment by moment gratitude for this vessel that they experience life through. And I also want people to know how good it feels to prioritize your physical health and mental well-being, right? And I think that Yeah, as a culture, it's almost become like taboo to talk about that in a way, right?
0: Which is why we're talking about it. Which is really why nice. we're talking about it right now, yeah. Yep. Yeah, man, like I look at it as proud, but never satisfied.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's right. You're, you're enough, but you're not done.
0: Exactly, exactly. There's nothing stopping you from, from improving mm-hmm. yourself uh, at all times. And um, I think there's beauty in everybody, every single person on earth that doesn't mean you can't improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um now so that that sort of with addressing that when it came to the six pack i do remember calling you after 60 days in being like dude i don't have where labs. is it where is it <laughs> yeah. yeah how did like uh how did we do that how did we you know take care of that
1: for sure so the biggest thing And I think you would agree with this is once we got you in an environment where you were getting structured, predictable workouts week over week that were keeping you in that progressive overload state, that's when you really started to see the muscle definition come in and the weight fall off. Right. Yep. So that was the biggest thing, making sure you're getting consistent resistance training, I believe is the most effective way to build that lean toned six pack physique that you're talking about also nutrition, man, being dialed in with nutrition, I think is a lot of people don't realize how big of an effect that will have on your physique gains and your, your physique transformation. So that's the foundation of, of the physical transformation that you're going to make.
0: Yeah. And one thing that you got me to do um, which I should have been doing for the first 60 days, but I wasn't really doing because uh, I got lazy was uh, tracking. So, mm. you know, making sure to track my food, track my calories. Totally. And going into January. Now I went a bit of a bit extreme on this full disclosures, everyone listening, which was for the entire month of January, I basically ordered my meals. So um, I got a, a meal delivery service here in Toronto, prepackaged meals, which had, you know, written macros and calories which very much made it easier for me to to manage to manage and track my you know my eating mm. but 100% not necessarily the only reason I did it was for the convenience factor again January is a very busy month at Salesforce so I just didn't want to have to think about cooking my food mm. so I went a little bit a bit, bit extreme um, but, but the weird thing was Sam again like I was eating well before I actually started tracking it Like Mm -hmm. I thought, at least in my opinion, I was eating healthy. I was eating well, you know, um, and I guess this can transit transition us into the nutrition portion. Um, but once I started tracking and in those last 30 days combined with that resistance training, like then the fat really started melting off and I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty
1: wild. Yeah. Well, we're, we deceive ourselves, right. With, with what we eat, what we spend money on, like in the same way that if you ask a coffee drinker how much you spend at Starbucks on a weekly basis, they're going to severely undershoot how much they actually spend. Mm-hmm. We, we convince ourselves that we're not being as indulgent as we truly are.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And imagine, like Tanvir, how hard would it be for you to make educated financial decisions if you didn't know what your bank account balance was? Right. That's all Good we're doing. Yeah. And I'm... I'm actually not a proponent of, of lifetime calorie counting. I don't think that's a really good relationship with food, but whenever you're trying to make that physical transformation and whenever you're trying to develop a new way of relating to food, it's good to get that baseline of, okay, what is a day at, you know, 200 grams of protein and 2,400 calories actually look like, right? Um, it's not fun. It's not sexy, but it's data. And whenever we have that data, we can make far better decisions on where we're currently at and where we need to go. Right. And
0: I do feel that the nutrition piece was probably maybe not the most surprising, but there were a lot of things that I thought I knew that I didn't know until Mm -hmm. I, you know, got to your, got to your program. So first, why don't we talk about, talk about how you structured the nutrition Um, you know, what your sort of principles are there. um, And then we can sort of dive into
1: what I found crazy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for in your case example, or in your example, Tanvir, um, your priority was leaning out while also building lean defined muscle, right? So we wanted to make sure that we had you in, in some kind of caloric deficit to facilitate that that fat loss process. So overarching principle there is we need to make sure that you are in a caloric deficit. Um, besides that, some other things that I think your listeners would get, you know, if they're listening to this and they're thinking, "Huh, you know, well, Tran Tanvir made an amazing transformation. I'd like to do some things to improve my health and physique. Always prioritizing protein is going to be a winning strategy. And, you know, you, you go on Instagram and you get people arguing about, um, you know, the only thing that matters is you being in a calorie deficit or carbs are bad. No, they're not. They're great. And the reason why I say prioritize protein is because it's really hard to overeat on protein. If the only thing you were allowed to eat for the next month was ground beef and chicken, <laughs> you would probably get leaner because that is so filling and so satiating that it's hard to eat that and also be in an exorbitant um, caloric surplus, right? Just because you get so full so quickly. We want to definitely moderate carbohydrates because they're the most dangerous. They're the easiest to indulge in and overeat. You know, you and I can both tuck back a full pot of white rice and be ready for another one 30 minutes later right Mm -hmm. and and you get that you get that really satisfying dopamine hit from carbs as well so they're the they're the most satisfying and they're the least satiating so i would imagine that was probably a big transition that you had to get accustomed to right
0: yeah dude like i i'm 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 only now after the fact that the program is over feeling some of the effects of that like more 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 readily. Like for example, um, I basically delayed my carbs until after my workouts for the most part, um, later on in the program. So like December, January, I was only having my carbs after my workout. Um, half of December, November, I was having, you know, no carbs for my first meal of the day, a little bit of carbs for my second meal of the day, more carbs than my last meal of the day. Um, but what's what's crazy, uh is that carbs you know they really do make you feel lethargic mm-hmm. like when i would have carbs before in the morning and i then go to work like i would feel you know some sort of energy zap right but now dude. now i feel it even more so dude like now now i really feel it like the other day you know since i've been celebrating pretty much the past week yeah my birthday, birthday boy and, yeah <laughs> so the, my birthday and you know the the end of the program just you know getting more carbs to to, to, to fill up the stomach i guess um man, I was, I'd be crashing by noon. Mm -hmm. And I remember also telling you this um, at the beginning of the program was that I would like usually have to take naps every day after work. So, you know, six, seven o'clock, I would at least have to take like a 15 to 30 minute nap. Mm -hmm. When I was on your program, not at all. Like did not have to, um, had energy, was able to just sustain my energy throughout the day. Um, But then after like this past week, again, like I'm like, God, oh my God, it's like six o'clock. I got to pass out. Like I need to, I need to nap so hard right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, to actually feel more so the effects of, of what happens, you know, when I have carbs earlier on in the day, um, it, it's, it's very much strong. And I don't think people notice it as much because they're just so used to it and they're eating carbs on a regular basis. Right. Um, but the, the other aspect of it, I think was, uh, yeah, like I had more energy um, throughout the day. And it just made it easier. Like it made, it made the diet easier. And I think like, it's something that I've, that I am still doing, like over the past few days, getting back into my normal way of life, like I'm still not eating carbs with my breakfast. Um, mm-hmm. and just brings me so much better to my conversations, my, my work, um, yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera, So I, I love that. Um, for sure.
1: Good. Yeah. I find when people get used to, to eating low carb through that first part of the day and middle part of the day. They're the, once they get used to it, they're very surprised by how much more energy they have, how much better they're thinking, how much more lucid they are. I think that that's one of the biggest, the biggest ROIs that you'll get from a diet perspective, saving carbs for the evening. Yeah. And like you said, like I felt more satiated. Like I felt satiated
0: as well. It's not like I was eating protein. And then felt hungry for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that definitely helped as well. But um, one thing that you introduced later in the program too, that, that really helped um, was carb cycling. Mm-hmm. So which right. was, you know, the weekdays, I would delay the carbs until, until, you know, after my workouts yep. and not have very very many carbs. So less than I think 50 grams yep. or so. And then on the weekends, if I needed to scarf carbs throughout the day, I could, you know, Mm -hmm. if I wanted to have carbs early on in the day, I could. Um, and I think that's something that I'm going to continue to follow now. Like I can, first of all, increase my carb intake, um, but also have my pancakes when I want to my, you know, my French toast, when I want to my, my toast, when I want to at breakfast, but on the weekends. And I think that's Mm a, that's been helping me out a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's a really good approach rather than going cold Turkey on carbs when you have some kind of carb cycling like that, not only does it allow you to replenish glycogen stores, which will help you fuel your, fuel your workouts, but also too, you have, um, it's like that release valve where, you know, like, Hey, if I know I'm going to be able to have a release carby day on Saturday and Sunday, then I can, I can increase my willpower a bit more throughout the weekday to ensure that I'm maintaining that low carb threshold. And that's really, that in combination with the consistent programming with the weights that you got delivered to you in Toronto, that's when you got this, like this amazing transformation that people are seeing on your page. If we're being honest, that happened in 30 days. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what that would have looked like if those conditions were in place from the get go.
0: So, so, so here's the funny thing is that the, the transformation physically, like from an eye eye standpoint happened in those last 30 days. Like that's when I started to see the abs. That's when I started to see, you know, um, the muscles really popping, but over the first 60 days, like I would say the preparation led to the results, because if I had not done that, those first 60 days, I don't think there's any way I get, get the the results that I got in the last 30 days, because from November 1st, straight to December 31st, I was basically hovering between 200 and 205 pounds. Right. I started off the program at 206, 205 pounds. Um, And by the end of the program, like, which was the goal I set from the beginning, I hit one ninety. And I remember calling last day on the last day on my birthday. Right. And I remember calling you at the beginning of January being like, dude, like, I don't know if we can do this. Like, I don't, I don't know if, you know, we can hit the result that we're looking for. I'm I'm still at like 202, 203 at like the beginning of January. I was like, man, this is gonna be tough. It was, it was, but you know, I'm so, I'm so grateful that we ultimately it. got there. did. It. Um, and then the other thing was you are going to, you are going to run into difficulty across your, your fitness journey, your nutrition journey, you're going to be doing, you're going to find a period of time where you're doing things perfectly, but then mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's a snowball thrown your way and you're, you're thrown off your rocker mm-hmm. case in point, like 10 days into, into, doing the program with you, Sam, do you remember when I got the stomach virus? Yeah. Oh man. And that just killed my momentum, Mm -hmm. but I got to say, and this is, you know, definitely like all credit to the program that you've created, but also the coaching that you provide. And I think you are able to do this because you've, you know, you manage the program with a small intimate group of people like you're just working closely with you know x amount of people and it's not getting to be a massive group of like hundreds or thousands of people um like it's one to few as opposed to one to many and i was able to jump on phone calls with you you know ask you questions just to help me get through that the right way nutritionally and that's that's how you introduce some things later on so like the carb cycling you introduced because you realized that mentally, like I was, I was maybe not in the best place when it came to being motivated for my workouts. So, um, yeah, like how do you look at sort of adjusting nutrition across the board when things like that sort of happen, whether it be stomach virus, loss of motivation, you know, being sick, whatever it may be?
1: Yeah, well, I think that's really the benefit of the one-on-one element that we've created with Alpha Body System. Like you probably felt through the one-on-one calls and the Slack channel that you had me in your back pocket the entire time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we've created such a personalized and customized experience to ensure that when life hits you in the face, when something with your family happens, when the stomach, the stomach flu hits, right? Like all these things will try to get in the way of the transformation that you've said is important to you. Right. And we're there to ensure that we keep you on track, but also that you feel supported and that you feel like your needs are being met, and that you feel like any concerns that you have are being addressed. I think that you know a lot of people will will buy like a a fifty dollar exercise program off the internet, and then they're kind of curious why that doesn't get them anywhere. Right. Dude,
0: I can't tell you how many of those I bought that are yeah, stuck dude. in some sort of like, you know, PDF vault somewhere.
1: And I think, I'm not sure if it was, I think this was you. I think you said when, when we talked about the price of the coaching, you were like, wow, that's more than I've, I've ever spent on, on, um on fitness before. And then I said, well, which, which of the other programs were life-changing for you? Right. And you were like, oh yeah, none of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's certainly that that's one of the main reasons I, I, you know, chose to move ahead with your program was, um, you know, everyone has a PDF document or an ebook or, you know, something of that kind with a program that you can follow if you're like going through each step, but to be able to, to have that confidence that like if I'm having issues or if I have questions, I can just, you know, message this guy, I can just reach out to this guy and ask for support Mm -hmm. without having to go through a ton of hoops to, to get that. Yeah. And, You know, I think, honestly, like, obviously, there's the the different components of this program. Like the the nutrition, the exercise, the mindset, but I actually think the thing that probably made the biggest change was the accountability. Mm -hmm. Like, I not only felt accountable to, you know, you because of the work that you were putting in to get me to my desired results, but also to the rest of the guys in the group, you know, we had... Uh, a strong motivated group of guys who are all looking to really get these life-changing results. And when you're seeing another guy, you know, put together a a really healthy meal or crush a workout. Yeah. Then it's like, man, I can't, I can't let these guys down. You know, I can't let myself down, but I can't let these guys down. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, to a degree, like I also, I'm a competitive guy. Like I look at it as this competition too you know which one of us can get can can that this is just me personally but you know Mm -hmm. which one of us can can really push the extra mile so yeah um i think that that completely changed the game so uh you know kudos to you for for setting up the program that way instead of trying to you know create a create something that's not personalized you know Mm -hmm. uh, those are i think are the programs that don't work whereas this this really did
1: yeah, I think we've really struck a nice balance between the group community aspect while still delivering the one-on-one accountability piece that you've found so valuable. It's obvious. If you are going to run 10K or you're going to run 10K with your 10 best friends to see who gets the best time, which are you going to have the better performance in? Right. Right? Like, obviously, the group, the group run where you're competing against other people. And not to say that you know, you felt like you were trying to beat the other guys in the group. But when you see someone else making ridiculous progress over eight weeks, that's hard to ignore, right? And maybe you felt that when you saw some guys that were making really early progress when you didn't really see it in week four, week five, week six, you probably felt like that was a a bit of a kick in the butt to get moving.
0: Yeah, I certainly did. Um, And that was, you know, again, in tandem, like we were having a conversation at one point. And you were telling me, Hey, you know, you should order these supplements, um, potentially look to, to get some dumbbells. And I was like, look, man, <laughs> this is what I said to you. I said, look, man, like I paid for this program, but it just seems like I'm having to keep buying stuff to like supplement this program. Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, like I get it, but also like, should not, shouldn't your health be the number one priority that you're spending money on? Mm. And I was like, listen, Sam, you're my coach. I'll listen to you. Yes, sensei. Yes, sensei. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sensei is what I said. Um, I'll listen to you um, because I want to make sure that I leave no stone unturned by the end of the program. And all the things you recommended me helped me so much, I got to say. One of the things that you introduced in the program was bulletproof coffee. Mm. Uh, So that consisted of collagen, MCT oil, grass fed butter. Um and coffee. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that for a second. What yeah. the, What was the need or what was the place of Bulletproof Coffee in my program? And what do you like about
1: it in general? For sure. Well, first off, I want to preface this and say there's nothing magic about Bulletproof Coffee, right? Some people think it's just like this incredible thing that you can just add butter to your coffee in the morning and you're going to lose 15 pounds in a month. And that's not at all the case. Um, This goes back to what we were talking about earlier and how advantageous it can be to avoid having carbohydrates earlier in the day. And if you're not having carbs in the day, if you're going to eat, well, what are you going to have? Okay, you're going to have protein and fat. So I actually don't drink coffee anymore. I've completely cut out caffeine, but um, I still do add some MCT oil and a little bit of butter to this morning drink that I make. And the whole purpose of that is just to have some more sustainable energy throughout that first part of the day. And if you are a coffee drinker, you'll likely find that having those additional sources of fat has a nice effect on how the caffeine affects your body. You have more of a, a more of a gradual increase in taper rather than like a quick spike and drop. Right. So what's the drink?
0: What's the drink you've been putting
1: together? So I've been, I'm a big fan of chaga tea. So, you know, the, the chaga mushroom. Yeah. We brew a tea out of that. And then my partner, Claire makes this awesome, like cacao elixir powder thing. So I put a tablespoon of that, um, bit of butter, a bit of MCT oil. I love this brand of chocolate, uh, from a company in Toronto called Choco Soul. So I'll put a few tabs of dark chocolate in there collagen protein, blends it all up. And it's literally like, it's like the most decadent hot chocolate you could imagine. And I have that every day for breakfast and everyone's listening to this and they're like, well, I thought the fitness guy has chocolate for breakfast. What, what's he talking about? Yeah, exactly. So what, what's he talking about? So the chocolate that I have is not like a, a Cadbury bar or a Snickers bar. It's literally 100% dark chocolate. So there's no sugar in it. For a lot of people who are used to grocery store chocolate, which is complete garbage, they would have the chocolate that I have and they would think that it's gross. It's a bit of an acquired taste. It's quite bitter. Yeah. Um, but I love it. I think it's so good. And they also make one that's a little bit sweeter. It's like an 85% dark. And there's like, for each piece of chocolate, there's like two grams of sugar. So it's still pretty low carb. Great. So I'll put like a piece of that um in my morning in my morning drink and it's real good nice
0: yeah i i remember on the first day of having bulletproof coffee i like hit you up and i was like man this is not good like i don't like it yeah <laughs> because i drink my coffee black and like i, I don't like creamers or milk or anything and basically it just felt like coffee with uh, a ton of cream right At first at first now i can't like not have it um, like it now i love it i love it i i do i'm trying to like sort of flip back and forth between tea and coffee right um but, uh, I do like it. Like every once in a while I'll, I'll throw in the collagen, I'll throw in, you know, the MCT oil. It's a, it's a good start to my day for sure. When I, when I do choose to have it. Um, so that, that was a great introduction and helped me so much more with the, um, you know, the, the appetite suppression. So making sure that I am able to further delay my, my meals throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I didn't feel like a, a, a crazy crash After after drinking it, so that was that was super helpful. Um, And then the last thing that really surprised me on the nutrition standpoint was there were days where I was like, Sam, like I'm having 1,400 calories, man. Like this is well below what I'm supposed to be taking, quote unquote, for my maintenance calories, which is like, you know, you use one of those online calculators. I think for me it was like 2,300 or something. Mm -hmm for maintenance and like cutting, they always recommend anywhere between two to 400 calories less than that. So it'd be like 1900 calories for me, right? Like, dude, man, like, I need to eat more food or like, I need more carbs because I'm so well below this, this calorie limit. And you were like, well, you know, what, a, how's your energy? So can you, can you explain that? Like, why, why that approach? Why not? a you know, Why not the calorie? This typical sort of calorie deficit approach. Yeah,
1: Yeah. well, I think I think for the most part, like following your traditional caloric deficit guidelines is a good place to start. Um, in your example, like you started to make some significant uh, weight loss improvements that you're hoping to make, and you were under, you were at a pretty low caloric threshold, but you felt good right you were energized you had good strength through the workout so i'm okay with that um would i recommend that as a as a long term strategy probably not yeah but for your particular goals in that time window you felt good you were you were on a, a pretty significant caloric restriction but you had energy you felt sharp you were good to go if it had been the case of if you were at 1400 calories and you felt like garbage and you felt weak and tired then we would have to readjust that so you know, all these caloric uh, guidelines are created for this mythical creature called the average human that there's no such thing as the average human. We're all completely different. Right. So we, we want to use those baseline recommendations to really find out what works well for you and then taper as we need to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I realized, I think, throughout the program uh, was that it's not about what you do in a day.
1: Yeah, no no one cares about how hard your workout was today.
0: Right. How hard your workout was, how how you know steep your calorie deficit was, no, how much your how much of a surplus your calorie surplus might have been. Because you know, there were days where I don't know if I told you this, but holiday season, dude, I was mucking pizza. I was like eating cheesecake, like I really went all out, um, had all the curries, had had all the foods. Um and i'm sure i was in like a gigantic cal- uh, caloric surplus mm. but afterwards i was able to to go back to kind of where i was from a weight weight standpoint very easily because leading up to you know the holiday period i was consistently in a calorie deficit right and maybe i had 3 or 4 days 2 or 3 days of a caloric surplus but then resuming back to a deficit like the the this is how i describe it your body adjusts to the trends that it's experiencing versus the day to day that it's right. experiencing. Mm-hmm. So if you've got five days of healthy eating, and then two days maybe you actually don't eat that well and you you succumb to some of those vices from a food 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 perspective, um, albeit might not be healthy, but in the long term your body's still likely going to eat, lose weight. Would you Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, like it, it's all relative. Is If you have two weeks of really clean eating and then a few days of debauchery, is it going to be hard for you to get back on track? No, but let me say this. If someone is really trying to have a physical transformation and they're falling off the wagon for two days every week, that's going to be really tough to make the progress that you want, Mm -hmm. right? So um, I, I really like the 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 90% rule, or you can even call it the 80% rule, right? Like if you're really, really tight dialed in on top of things for 80, 90% of the time and you're more flexible for that other t- 10 to 20%, at least you can have strategies in place to mitigate the effects of being more liberal in those other periods. I think the 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 more time that you can spend in that that focused diligent state ideally we want to make those days enjoyable for you so my my end game for clients is to get them to really enjoy what a day of clean eating looks like so that they don't feel the need to get cheesecake get dominos get you know all the things and I remember you commenting when you did, when you were really indulgent for your birthday, you felt horrible after, yeah. you felt like crap, right? Yeah, yeah I, so, did. I
0: had, I had a French toast. I was like craving it so badly. I do have to say that. Like I, my plan for my birthday was, you know, get some really, you know, disgusting French toast with syrup, Oreos, chocolate, blueberries, like Nutella, all of it. Right. I had it. I ate it. And dude, probably for the next like four or five hours, like my, I couldn't function. Like my yeah. body, my body didn't feel like moving. My head was all fuzzy. Mm-hmm. I could like barely type on my keyboard. It was nuts. I it was crazy.
1: Yeah. So, what I wish for clients to experience is making that connection between wow, clean eating is a really enjoyable experience. My body rewards me for doing this. Because for me now look, if I'm in like a new city and this is like the famous donut city and I got to go to this one special donut place, I want to go, I'm going to go experience the donut, but you could have a box of like average Tim Hortons donuts open in my condo for a, a week straight. And I wouldn't touch them mm-hmm. just because I know that I feel worse when I have that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I think I'm a sugar fiend. Like I love sugar. Um, and well, maybe it's, that's a, a, it's a maybe drug. That's, it's Maybe a drug like it is a drug and they drug. they they like you this is something that you mentioned on a call like companies like coca-cola hire you know like
1: their guys. their foods are addicting as possible because um sugar hijacks your brain it has the exact same response the dopamine response that you would get from cocaine um The fact that these foods are, I I really feel bad for parents that think they're making a a wise decision for their kids and they're getting them like breakfast cereal and all this absolute crap. Um, But yeah, like you look at, you look at how big companies make their foods as addicting as possible. And you look at the state of health in America and North America around the world. Um, and you see how these same big companies are are preying on developing countries and, and running the exact same things there, trying to replace home cooked meals with convenient stuff that's loaded with absolute processed garbage. Yeah. Um and and you felt that when you're when you're eating real clean food, it when you go back to the more processed, more tainted. Food products, you really feel the difference in your body.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. I definitely did. That's not to say that I won't eat them again. Yeah, still. <laughs> we're but still working on you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I found ways to, to to I think I found ways to fit it in mm-hmm. as in a sustainable manner. So right. before you know, I would have ice cream every day. I'm not ashamed to admit that I would have like a Haagen-Dazs every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, now I don't, I don't want to, like, I, I physically do not want to do that. Um, but you know, let's say I have a dinner one day, I crushed a strong workout, you know, yeah, I might have one or I might have not even like a full one, like half of one, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, because at least now I've, I've satisfied that, that sort of craving Mm-hmm. but without getting out of control. Um, right. and I think a lot of the, the mindset things that we talked about throughout the program definitely helped with that, that aspect and, and controlling the, the foods that we eat more and, um, you know, creating a sustainable method of, of eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's, let's talk about the mindset, a little mindset piece a little bit, because like I said, probably, you know, next to accountability, the most important part of the program, um, why was the mindset portion such a big deal for you when it came to to constructing the alpha body system and mm-hmm. what are the different components that you built into it
1: Yeah The reason why we put such a strong emphasis on mindset is because I want these changes for my clients to be lifelong. I don't want this to be a 90-day quick fix and then you fall off the bandwagon again. Like I said earlier, we're working on the level of identity and we're making you the kind of person that values optimal health. And we're making you the kind of person that feels that power and energy in all areas of your life because of your commitment to your own health. And that's why we focus on the mental side is to ensure that we're really creating that hardwired identity around the person you want to be so that you can show up powerfully so that you can have all the confidence you could possibly need in all areas of life so that you can show up as a leader so that you can show up with authority and the reason why busy professional corporate guys have such success with our program is because we give them the tools to bring back into their workplace right you mentioned that you Felt more at ease, more confident on your sales calls. And that's a big part of what we call cultivating your alpha state, where you can show up with that calm confidence, that quiet authority, and really bring the energy that you know you need to in order to thrive. So what that looks like from a delivery standpoint, we work with the modalities of hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, visualization, visualization. Really, everything to help you rewire your subconscious mind, so that you can show up as the kind of person you want to.
0: It was transformational,
1: truly. Um,
0: I think there were times where I wasn't bought in per se, like especially when it came to the hypnosis. Like I was not bought in. I was like, "Man, I'm not getting hypnotized right now." But I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even describe it as that, like some of those experiences were truly out of body experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sam knows what he's doing. Like this guy knows what he's doing when it comes to visualization, when it comes to um, putting your, your, your mind frame in such a way that you show up powerful each and every single day. And um, Sam, I hope you don't mind if I say this, I hope I'm not sabotaging your program, but if you're just in this, if you're just listening um, to get a physical transformation, then this is not the program. For oh, you. I'm not the guy. I say yeah. that all
1: the time. If you're just looking for a six pack, I'm not, I, I, we're not going to be a good fit.
0: Yeah. This yeah. was, um, miles beyond that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did not expect that, you know, I definitely came in, um, obviously with the six pack as the priority, but I do remember reading the post that you put out to sort of promote the the fact that you started this company and this program, which was, you know, do you want to show up more confidently? Do you want to, um, you know, uh, I forget just some other lines similar to that. Like, do you want to have a stronger, mm-hmm. um, uh, path towards your goals? Like things like that. And yeah. I was like, man, this is, a, this is different. This dude with a six pack is like using some, like he's not saying, do you want to get shredded in 60 days? You know, mm-hmm. do you want to have biceps that like, you know, blow up or something like that? Mm-hmm. It was very much different. And I said, I got to, I got to try this. Like, I got to, I got to get in on this and, and give it a shot. And um, like I said, like the the mindset principles that we went through throughout that program changed the way that I run my day changed the way that I bring myself to work every single day changed the way that I bring myself to my relationships. Um, and that, that I got to say, man, is, is incredible. Um, but why did you choose to do that? Like, why, why did you feel that it was so important Um to include that in the program because, and for my, honestly, for my observation, it actually consists of the, the majority of the program from the calls that we did and the conversations that we
1: had. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the rationale behind that? The rationale for that is that my goal through my coaching is to help men live empowered lives. And is fitness a piece of that? Absolutely. but if all I get you is a six pack and you can't bring that power into your relationships into your family into your professional work and really feel a sense of power in all areas of life then I'm like well what's the point in that right like if it is Going to the gym just to like see your abs in the mirror—is that really worth it? Because to it doesn't really seem that worth it for me. But if that if that two hours that you spend in the gym gives you an untapped level of confidence for you to completely transform how you're showing up in life, that's a process that I want to be a part of.
0: Yeah, and I got to share um, this from uh, I won't I won't say his name, but. Uh, one of the stories from actually one of the clients that you had same cohort as myself. Um, You know who I'm talking about when, you know, his wife had acknowledged him on a particular day to say something. Can you actually uh, speak to that story and what it was? Cause I think it paints, paints it perfectly.
1: Yeah. So one of my clients um, he got like a little, a little side eye glance from his wife when he was like six to eight weeks through my program and he was like, Oh, you, you must be loving the new alpha body. You must be really liking the, the physical change happening here. And she was like, you know what? It's not even that. It's just that you're, you're so much happier. And when he shared that story with me and we get a lot of those kinds of stories, but that's like, that's like, uh, that's a hell yes for me when I have a client sharing that kind of story with me based off the work that we're doing together that makes the late nights worth it. That makes the, the stressful days worth it. That makes everything right for, for the work that we do to change how someone is relating to their partner or their kids. That's truly transformational. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get a lot of, I'm not, I, I don't even want to say I do that. I don't do that. I just give people the tools to go do that for themselves, but to help facilitate that kind of work really is just making the, it's enriching someone's life, which I, I think is really cool. Yeah. What I love is that um,
0: I feel like we got a lot of tools that we can pull out of our toolbox to use. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm excited to, to leverage so many of those, those tools going forward, you know, the, the, the visualization, the meditation, um, even the goal setting, like one of the goal setting workshops that we did was like the craziest thing I have going to go back and revisit that, you know, multiple times over because I was like, just looking at it like this changes the way that I visualize accomplishing, um, Mm -hmm the things that I want to accomplish. And, um, you know, I gotta say, man, I, I respect you a lot for, for putting this program together. I respect you a lot for, um, you know, guiding me throughout the whole process and, uh, obviously your, your friendship throughout the whole process and your mentorship throughout the whole process. So, uh, it's been, it's been a great time. Uh, this podcast again, is always, is just been super valuable for me. And, um, as always, it's going to be valuable for, for everyone um and and i hope all my listeners as well so with that being said sam i do believe that we have an exclusive offer for the listeners oh for the winning
1: streaks streaks audience we sure do uh so for anyone listening who has listened to this and they're like damn i think i want to learn more about this alpha body system we are relaunching uh, the revamped and upgraded version of everything that Tanvir went through for March 1st. So if you want to get your body summer ready like you've never done before, if you want to feel all the power and transformation that Tanvir has outlined in his experience, reach out to me via Instagram. My profile is at TheRealSajo. That's the real S-A-J-O, And we'll have a nice little discount for the winning streaks audience for whoever decides to join the, uh, alpha body system family for March 1st.
0: Perfect. I, I would strongly recommend, um, you guys, uh, you know, all, you know, check out this offer, uh, have the conversation with Sam. Um, if anything, I I will say this, even if I had walked away from our first conversation, Sam, I came out with a lot after our first, after our first call, like Mm -hmm. I, I had a lot of actionable things that I can do. Um, so I would take advantage of the opportunity. This is an exclusive, exclusive offer just for listeners of this podcast. Um, and again, I'll, I'll put the links in the show notes for, for Sam's profile for you guys to go visit. Um, Sam, again, such, a, such an incredible time, such an incredible discussion. Um, what is the one piece of advice you would give my listeners to help them experience their next big win?
1: the one piece of advice I would give to your audience is that every success happens twice. First in your mind and then in reality. So get a really clear idea of the reality, reality that you wanna step into and then go and create that. Whether that's with your health, whether that's with your relationships professionally, whatever that is for you you're the author of your experience you are the master of your fate and you get to choose play the game
0: sam johnson it's been a pleasure to have you on the winning streaks podcast and uh always happy to chat always excited to to break through and and and, you know accomplish great things together so uh super super happy that that we were able to to do this finally and uh thanks again for everything man. can't thank you enough
1: Hell yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me on board. I I really admire your commitment and I appreciate you putting your faith in me uh, throughout the program. And I'm really excited to be a part of your growth and and maintain our friendship for the rest of our days on on this earth. So thank you.
0: No doubt, my man. No doubt. (laughs)